Welcome to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and I'm really glad you joined us this Election Day. It is Election Day 2018. The polls opened at 7 a.m. this morning, and they will be open until 8 p.m. here in Michigan. We will make lots of decisions at the polls this Election Day, and the world will look different. Government will look different tomorrow, uh, no matter what happens, given the number of Things that will turn over. In a bit, we are going to talk with uh, someone about getting people to the polls with free or discounted rides. We want to talk about voting today, exercising your right. And we're going to talk about how white men and women are moving in opposite directions politically. But first, we want to talk with someone who tracks absentee ballots, which have been coming in at a very high rate and may very well set a record this election day. Dennis Darnoy is a Republican political consultant who tracks voter data, and he joins us now to talk about this surge in absentee votes. Dennis, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me, Stephen. Yeah. So what are we seeing just in terms of the numbers here in Michigan? I saw a story this morning about national absentee returns. They are already at 38 million, which is a really, really incredible number. What do they look like here in Michigan? Uh, Well, as of this morning, we're slightly over 1.1 million. Um, To put that in comparison, back in 2014, we uh, barely cleared 800,000. And um, applicants for 2016 uh, ranged around 1.2 uh, million absentee ballot voters. So what we're seeing are numbers more consistent with a presidential year than a gubernatorial year. Yeah. And what does that mean? Uh, you know, I, I, I am somebody who thinks, you know, more and more people should vote. Absentee is a great way to vote if you can't make it to the polls. But should we read anything substantive into the idea that more people are voting absentee? It's a little bit hard to do that from the standpoint of when you look at who is actually voting. Some of these people are ballot box voters from 2016. Uh, So the question becomes, will they be sort of replaced at the ballot box this cycle? Or are we just transferring voters from one form of voting to another? And, And can you predict anything about turnout overall from the number of absentee ballots. As you said, we're already pacing ahead of, I guess, 2014. Is that right? Yes. In in terms of absentee ballots, does that mean that the overall turnout for 2018 will inevitably be higher because absentees tend to make up a certain percentage of of the votes? Again, if all things are equal, uh, we should see record turnout today. Um, but you know, you know, there are those variables, whether it's, it's weather, raining here yeah, in something else. And, and again, you know, can't do people have access to get to the polls, travel there, um, and, and whatnot. So if all things hold, then yes, the expectation is that the record of 3.8 million in 2006, um, is going to be, uh, surpassed this go around. Um, but again, that's if all things hold. Yeah. Uh, talk about some individual groups. We're hearing a lot about, the so-called pink wave this year, uh, the blue wave that Democrats are counting on to, to change the face of government here in Michigan and around the country. What are the numbers we're seeing related to women voting in this year's election? Again, what we're seeing is female voters are a higher percentage of uh, absentee ballot voters than they have been in the past. Traditionally, you're looking at something that the breakdown is 52% female, 48% male. Um, We're seeing in some areas where it's as high as 55-45. So, and it's uh, females on on both sides of the aisle. So there is definitely an energized vote coming from uh, females. And and does that 
it, does that automatically portend badly for Republicans uh, in, in this state? You know, it's very hard to say that because you don't know. You can look at someone's past voting history um, and make certain predictions based upon that, but it's not really indicative of where they're going to vote this year, especially since we don't have the option of doing uh, a state straight ticket voting. Um, so, you know, there are going to be uh, voters who, who cross the aisle who are ticket splitters. So it would be very dangerous to say, based upon what we're seeing in these absentees, that it favors one party over the other. Uh, do, do you expect to see more uh, split ticket voting because you have to go down and mark each oval for each candidate and issue than we, than we normally see? Is that one of the effects that that rule change might produce for us? I think that's definitely one of the things that we might see. The other thing that we might see is a greater amount of drop-off as we get uh, lower down the ticket. Usually, if you see what the vo- the total votes are for governor or Senate and then compare it to the number of votes cast for state Senate or state House, it's significantly lower. Um, I think maybe in this cycle, we'll see even a, a greater disparity. Hmm. This is Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and my guest is Dennis Darnoy. He is a Republican political consultant who tracks voter data. We are talking about Election Day, and we're talking about absentee ballot returns, which are up this year. Uh, we're talking about other dynamics among the electorate and the and the projection, at least, that we might set a record in terms of voter turnout here in the state of Michigan, breaking a 2006 number. Uh, we want to hear from you all hour today. We are talking about Election Day. We're talking about voting. Tell us what is motivating you the most this election day. Is it a candidate on the ballot? Is it an issue on the ballot? Is it just the idea that you should vote because there is an election today? Uh, Tell us what you're seeing at your polling place. Is it crowded? Is it more crowded than it was two years ago or four years ago? Or are you not seeing the crowds that many people had anticipated would show up Today, uh, we're a little later. We're going to talk about taking people to the polls. We're going to talk about two businesses that are focused on that. Are you somebody who's driving other people to the polls to make sure that they can exercise their right to vote? Uh, give us a call. Three one three five seven seven one zero one nine is the number. That's three one three five seven seven one zero one nine. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and uh, we will try to work you into the conversation. Uh, Let's start with Ben in Auburn Hills. Ben, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, Ben. How are you today, sir? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, and uh, good seeing you on Flashpoint Sunday. Oh, thank you. Um, I wanted to say I was reading an article in the Free Press earlier this morning, and there was something about uh, hundreds of voters who voted absentee in Pontiac um, may not have a balance counted because of something with the post office. So I wanted to urge everyone to contact the local clerk's office to make sure that their receipts um, are valid and that their votes have been counted. Uh, ben, I appreciate the call and the, and the comments there. I, I did not see that story in the free press, but... Dennis, I you know I have a lot of questions about absentee voting and how people make sure that if that's how they choose to vote, that their vote gets counted. I mean, I think that's one of the things that that probably holds a lot of people back from casting absentee ballots. Is there a way to make sure that when you do that, uh, everything checks out? 
Yeah, at, at the Secretary of State's website, um, you can actually track your absentee ballot, um, much, I guess, like we track our uh, pizzas. We're able to see, you know, when it's sent out and when it's received. And so um, as long as you have your information, you're able to track your ballot to make sure that your vote counts. Yeah. Uh, do we have problems in in various clerk's offices here in, in Michigan with the keeping track of absentee ballots in a year where more people are voting that way than others? Are clerks maybe overwhelmed by some of this? I mean, certainly we saw that in the primary where um, the, the number of voters surpassed what a lot of the clerks uh, thought were going to uh, to turn out. But I will say that there's been enough advanced notice um, that I don't expect that we're going to face the same issues. And for the most part, um, almost all of the uh, local clerks have been very tuned in to what uh, what participation is going to look like. So there may be an odd community here and there that, that didn't heed the warning and might get caught a little bit flat-footed. But for the most part, um, I think it's really going to be the voters who are experiencing longer lines than they're used to and having to be a little bit patient and work their way through, especially since it is such a long ballot. Um, that, I think, will probably be the, the issue that we hear about the most. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ben, thanks for the call. And the comments, let's go to Matt. I'm sorry, let's go to Juliana in Detroit. Hi, um, this is uh, Juliana. Um, uh-huh. I reside in Detroit, and uh, I voted this morning. Um, I am an immigrant and a U.S. citizen, and I grew up in Romania where I um, never had the opportunity to freely vote. Every vote was casted for uh, the communist leader, um, so there was no uh, freedom of choice, and I really appreciate that opportunity now, and I'm casting my vote every time I have that chance. Wow. Well, Juliana, that's a really wonderful story. That's a great, I think, example for people who are born here, who kind of take for granted sometimes the fact that, that we can vote and that we get to make a choice about who represents us. It's also a great example for people who come here from someplace else. The idea that one of the great joys and privileges really of living in this country is the ability to cast your vote. So I'm, I'm glad you're here in, in our country. I'm glad that you're getting to exercise that right. Thanks very much for the call and the story. Let's go to Matt in Detroit. Matt, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning. Long time hey. listener, first time caller. I figure election day is a great day to do it. It is. That's true. <laughs> I just voted in downtown Detroit. I live downtown with my husband and uh, we rolled into our local polling place. Definitely a longer wait this morning. Normally we're in and out in about 10 minutes. Today took just about an hour. Uh, most of the time oh, we wow. get our ballots, probably about 40 minutes or so. And then another probably 15 to 20 minutes to get into one of the voting booths that were there. They only had four. Wow. Uh, did, you, did you get the sense that there were more people showing up or, or that people are taking maybe longer with the ballot because they've got to go through each of the options and, and make a choice? There's no straight ticket voting. Definitely both. There's definitely more people that were waiting in line, and the ballot takes a while to get through. It probably takes a good five to ten minutes just to work through. It's two-sided. Uh, so you want to make sure that you're getting all of the uh, all of the different elections that are happening. And uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't it's not too complicated. Everything's well labeled. Uh, the one complication that we had is when they handed out our ballots, they told us 
no straight voting, like no straight party voting. Mm -hmm. But there's nowhere on the ballot to actually just vote for a straight party. So there was some confusion that if you vote all for uh, Democrats or all for Republicans, that somehow it might void your uh, ballot. But that seemed to be clarified up at the desk where they were taking the ballots that you can still vote uh, for anybody that you want to vote for, uh, but you don't have to. But there's not an actual area to vote just for one party. Right, right. That's a really interesting. That's a really interesting wrinkle in that uh, that voting instruction. Hopefully, that does not confuse people. Matt, I appreciate uh, the call and the report about what is going on in your precinct. I would imagine that uh, that. Lots of people will be calling and talking about long lines and uh, uh, both because of the number of voters and because of the the, the choices that we have. Um, uh, before we uh, before we end here, Dennis, I want to talk a little about younger voters and uh, especially college age voters who often have to use absentee as as the way uh, as the way to vote. Um, is that one of the surges that we're seeing this time that's driving the number up? Yes. When we looked at um, the exit polling from 2014 and looked at specifically the age group 18 to, to 29, uh, we are seeing a spike in absentees uh, in that age group. Um, and again, across both genders there. So there isn't really a gender gap um, among those those age voters, but definitely a spike with those. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dennis Darnoy, Republican political consultant. Great to have you here on Election Day to talk about absentee votes and others. Uh, We'll see you sometime soon. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And everyone go out and vote, please. Up next, we're going to talk to a couple of groups that are working to get people to the polls. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Tell us about your Election Day experiences at the polls. Are you somebody who is driving somebody else to the polls to make sure they get to exercise their right to vote? Stay with us on Detroit Today. 